All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Allentown Presents Christmas Movie Countdown. I am here you. with Emma. And today, episode 16, we are working on Mickey's Christmas Carol from yeah. 1983. So now, cute. if you don't know the story of the Christmas Carol somehow, I don't <laughs> understand because this is one of the most widely done Christmas ideas plots that gets done every single year in new and inventive ways literally tons of your favorite christmas films the idea of them are all taken from the christmas carol which is an old story by charles dickens and how do you not know this story (laughs) if you've managed to avoid a christmas carol in any way shape or form and you're not five years old ouch yeah, there's a <laughs> like I, versions. There's a Jim Carrey version. There's a Muppets version. There's a Mickey and, version. Is what we're and the Jim about. Carrey version is kind of creepy. Yeah, there's like it's great, but it's a little creepy. There's a traditional film version that was done um, a long time ago. Well, not a long, not too long ago, but in the '90s, there you know, and there have been probably there's probably hundreds of versions of this exact story. Oh, easily. Uh, the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray is this story. <laughs> there are tons and tons and tons of holiday films that are all based off the story of The Christmas Carol. So the basic story of The Christmas Carol, loosely, is this old man named Ebenezer Scrooge who is a life insurance tax. His profession changes all the time in every version. He's a money guy. He's a money guy. He's in charge of money. He collects money from the townsfolk. He's basically an asshole, rich dude. He's think- a grubby old miser. Yeah, he just takes and <laughs> takes and takes, and he doesn't think about the consequences to his actions. And the rest of this story is him being taught what the eventual problem is going to be because he's been such a rich douchebag his whole life. So he's been super greedy. He gets shown these three ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. And each one of them takes him on a journey and shows him the error of his ways. Uh, The ghost of Christmas past takes him to the moment in his life before he was rich, where he was actually happy and shows him, you know, what money kind of did to his happiness and how it affected it. The ghost of Christmas present shows him how his current douchebaggery is affecting those around him and the ghost of christmas future shows him what will happen if he continues down this path of assholeness to the people around him and to himself and yeah. it's bad heads up don't it's, be a great it's pretty dip. bad <laughs> so that's the basis of the christmas carol after dealing with all three of these ghosts scrooge realizes that he has to change his ways so that he doesn't end up like the ghost of Christmas future showed him and he starts on a journey to fix himself immediately. Now it happens a little bit differently in every version again. um, You know, like in Scrooge, he's a TV producer. So he helps everyone by giving them the day off rather than working on Christmas or whatever. And in most versions though, it how it all comes down to how he treats his lone employee, Bob Cratchit and his family. So Bob Cratchit is a hardworking dude. He's 
what would now be working class. He is a working class dude all the way through. He's living paycheck to paycheck, trying to feed his wife and three kids. And he's got a tough life. And Ebenezer Scrooge has not made that any easier because he treats him like shit and he pays him like shit. And yeah, all on top of that, Bob Cratchit also has a son named Tiny Tim who we don't exactly know what's wrong with him, but he's sick in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. He's much smaller than the other two kids, even though they seemingly are the same age. Uh, It looks like he had in several versions that I've seen, it looks like he has like polio or something because he does walk with a crutch and he's got all these different like health issues that affect their ability to, you know, take care of their family and all these things. He's a very medically dependent kid. Yes. So in the end of most versions, Scrooge changes his ways and decides, okay, well, I'm going to make Cratchit my partner now. I'm going to pay him fairly. I'm going to surprise his family with a full Christmas dinner. Like we're going to have a giant dinner. We're going to have, you know, I'll bring all the kids tons of presents. And that's how most of the versions of this movie end and yeah this mickey's christmas carol is that story just completely redone with disney characters so as you can imagine ebenezer scrooge is played by scrooge mcduck because he's already (laughs) a rich asshole (laughs) uh this sure is (laughs) this film was one of the i don't know second or third outing of scrooge mcduck as a character his voice actor had done some recordings playing a character named Scrooge McDuck, but he hadn't actually shown up in film yet. And this was actually his first outing in film. And later he would be cast in DuckTales and the DuckTales movie. And now he's all over Disney in all of the shows, anything that has to do with Donald Duck or the nephews or Mickey Mouse, like Scrooge McDuck is a has become a mainstay character. And he's in the new DuckTales, of course, because it all revolves around Scrooge McDuck and his house. Um, So Scrooge McDuck plays Ebenezer Scrooge. He's a crotchety rich dude and he doesn't want to pay for anything. We learn about his story and how his old partner, Jacob Marley, and is goofy in this. And he loved him very much because he was the same crotchety rich dude as he was and used to you know steal from the poor to give to the rich basically the opposite of robin hood and that's why they got along so well when jacob marley died he was sentenced to basically live in turmoil wrapped up in chains and never getting to see heaven because well he was a rich douchebag. So he comes to warn Scrooge, hey, you got to stop being a rich douchebag. The ghost of Jacob Marley tells him, okay, I'm you're going to be seen by these three ghosts. They're going to come and show you how much you fucked up. Jiminy Cricket rolls up. He's the ghost of Christmas past. He takes Scrooge on a journey and fell in love once with a girl who is played by Daisy Duck, which doesn't yeah. quite make sense in the scheme of Disney relationships, but we're just going to pretend that that's not a thing. And the reason they fell in love is because she's the only female duck that we know of, really. <laughs> yeah. At this point in the 80s. So he falls in love with Daisy and then he gets a job where he starts making lots of money and they are together for a long time and she's hoping that they're going to get engaged. And instead he decides, nope, you foreclosed or you messed up on a payment like once by 
you were late by like two minutes. So I'm foreclosing <laughs> on your shit and we're done though. So he breaks up with her because she was late, slightly late on a payment once. And yeah, then he becomes a greedy rich asshole. Then the ghost of Christmas present visits him and it's Willie the giant from uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk and from all sorts of other Disney things. And he takes Scrooge McDuck on an adventure to see Bob Cratchit and how Bob Cratchit lives. They roll up on Bob Cratchit's house and he sees him basically slicing up like the saddest, tiniest little turkey, not even a turkey, like a dove, basically, (laughs) between his entire five-person family. (laughs) And it's really sad. And, you know, Bob Cratchit's low, low, low on the totem pole and Scrooge McDuck starts getting concerned, you know, like, um, what's with that kid? Why is he on a crutch? What's going on? What's going to happen? And Willie's basically like, well, you know, bad things are going to happen if something doesn't change for the Cratchits because Tiny Tim is really (laughs) sick. And if he doesn't get the help that he needs, this, he won't make it to next Christmas, basically. And then Scrooge is freaking out and, you know, trying to ask Willie lots of questions like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What do I do? And then the ghost of Christmas future pops up and it's ominous. He's got a, he's huge. He's cloaked figure. He's smoking a cigar and he takes Scrooge to a cemetery and Scrooge Mm -hmm. gets to see the Cratchit family huddled around a tombstone for Tiny Tim. I mean, you know, knowing that Tiny Tim wasn't going to make it for another year. And then he notices that he is at his grave and there is no one there to mourn him because he was a douchebag in real life and nobody gives a shit when you die and you're an asshole. So (laughs) he is begging and begging and begging. We find out the cloak figure is played by everyone's favorite bad guy, Pete, the original (laughs) Disney bad guy. Um, And he's just laughing away like, ha ha ha, you're going to hell. I don't give a shit. Because the ghost of Christmas future is, he's hardcore and he doesn't care. So Ebenezer Scrooge wakes up the next morning, it's Christmas morning, and realizes, holy shit, I have to, I cannot let that future be the future that happens. I have to change my ways. So he goes out, he donates a bunch of money to help the disenfranchised poor folks of his area. He runs to a toy store and buys a whole sack of toys and groceries and things to take over to the Cratchit's house. And he goes over and he surprises them. He tells Bob Cratchit, played by Mickey Mouse, that that he's going to give him a raise. He's going to become the partner. So it will now be uh, Scrooge and Cratchit. And it's very cute and very quick. This movie is only 26 minutes long. Um, yeah. but, they, but they pack in the entirety of the Christmas Carol story really quickly into those 30 minutes so yeah it's really really good um if you've never seen this version of the christmas carol be prepared to notice like every disney character you've ever seen in any movie ever um (laughs) prior to 1983 so bob cratchit and his wife are played by mickey and minnie mouse of course they have three little mice children um scrooge mcduck plays ebenezer scrooge of course because he was named Scrooge McDuck was named after Ebenezer Scrooge. Like that was the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob Marley's played by Goofy. Like we said, we've got Jiminy Cricket and Pete the Cat and um, Willie the Giant are all in it. And then side characters abound. The entire city 
town is other Disney characters. You'll see the little kids from Robin Hood running around and playing with their toys. The little yeah. rabbits even got his Robin Hood hat on. So canon, this is in the same universe somehow. Um, <laughs> the mouse person who is collector. collecting for the poor, he's from the great mouse detective, which wouldn't come out for another like- It's Basil. Five or six years. Yeah, it was Basil from great mouse detective. Uh, it's got a mole. It's got, when it goes to the past, it shows the entire cast of uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> it's got, or the wind in the willows, I, I guess. I love that Mr. Toad <laughs> is playing the violin. I yeah. Just- the yeah, first time I saw this, I was like, what just Yeah, it's got happened? the entire cast of the wind, the wind in the Willows when they go back into the past. It's got Daisy Duck. It's got Donald Duck. He's like the nephew of Scrooge, of course, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's got tons and tons and tons of just background random Disney characters that you will pick out every time you watch it. You'll notice someone else in the background. And you're like, oh, shit, I recognize him from this other movie. Um, so it's it's really good in that way Disney did a really good job in that instance and I even said to Emma I was texting her while I was watching it this movie is both incredible and incredibly lazy because (laughs) they literally just like copy pasted a bunch of their characters and threw recycled footage yeah yep it's I mean it's the same way that Disney does their uh recycled animations like if you watch uh some of the robin hood scenes and the jungle book scenes are and the, the exact snow white same scene. animation yeah the snow white scenes uh aristocats and there's stuff from sleeping beauty in Holy there jesus there's a whole yes. bunch of stuff yeah they, just, they literally just recolor it and paint over the screen and then redo it yep yeah there's a bunch of stuff they just took their top stills of the characters and removed them and then put the other characters on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Disney was good at saving money. And yes. Being smart, but it also at this point looks like it was just lazy, but it, I'm sure that there was a point. I'm sure it was fiscal completely the reason that they did all of these things. Agreed. All right. Some fun facts. So this movie actually... It came out in 1983, but it was based on a record that was co-written by Alan Young, who did the voice of Scrooge McDuck. On the original 1975 record, which served as the inspiration for the film, the ghost of Christmas past was Merlin from The Sword in the Stone, and the ghost Yay. of the future was the evil witch from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So <laughs> they did change it a little bit from the original record, but it was all based on that same record, and that's where they kind of got the idea. They were nervous that Alan Young wouldn't want to do a film version yeah. of Scrooge because he hadn't done one up to this point. But he mm-hmm. loves doing Scrooge McDuck so much that he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the first animated short that has Mickey Mouse in it since The Simple Things from 1953. So he went 30 years without having Mickey Mouse be in anything. And part of that is because of the death of the original voice of Mickey Mouse, who was played by Walt Disney himself. And... Part of that is just because Disney was busy doing other things between the mid fifties and the eighties. As it turns out, they opened up Disneyland shortly after the simple things came out. They were in the middle of building Disneyland during that film and Disneyland opened up two years later. And then for the entirety of the sixties, the company's main focus was spent down in Florida building Disney world. 
So they didn't have a lot of time to spend on other characters and the loss of Walt Disney was a big hit and didn't, they were unsure, the animators and the company as a whole were definitely unsure in putting Mickey Mouse back into things, even though he was the face of the company. So, yeah. Well, and Um, it's nerve wracking too, having to replace the voice of something so well known. Yeah. Um, Because I mean, anybody can giggle like Mickey Mouse, like, oh oh boy, you know, but it's, it's far different to find somebody who can do an entire character and just maintain what's already known of Mickey Mouse. So, I mean, I'm not surprised it took them 30 years to figure that out, but yeah. uh, So this was also the last movie that Disney ever made uh, that only had opening credits and no end credits. So mm-hmm. if you go back and watch the old films, you will see that all of the credits, all of the animation credits, all of the voice credits, everything happened at the beginning of the film before the storybook opens, typically. Um, mm-hmm. Like Snow White and all of those films, they all open with a storybook kind of, you know, it's labeled Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, so then it opens it and then it kind of brings you down into the book and then you're in the world of the movie. Um, that was yeah. common for a lot of their films back in the day and this was actually the last film where they chose to do the credits in that manner. After this film, all of the credits went to what we are used to now. And now they're at the end of the story and they have, instead of beautiful orchestral works, they have garbage pop versions of the songs. (laughs) And I understand why they're at the end now because credits Mm -hmm. for movies now are insanely long and they take 10 minutes because of how many animators and computer people and just in the insane amount of people who have to work on a film. Like I get that, but I kind of wish they would go back to the original score yeah, backing because like I don't need random pop star singing let it go at the end of the credits or whatever movie like whatever you know, song Demi Lovato we love you but uh wow and also Weezer great but I really didn't want to hear Weezer at the end of Frozen 2 yeah it's just That's like a fine. whole bunch like I just want to hear more of the music from the score rather than random pop stars and if you like the random pop music like that's fine you can at me I don't care (laughs) I have never liked it like even as a kid (laughs) I would hate it and I'm one of those I've always been one of those kids who's interested in the music like finding out more about the music of the film like who wrote the songs and who performed the songs and all those things so I would wait you know back in the early 90s like I would watch the entire credits so I could get to the point where it says oh you know uh baby mine was performed by this person um and recorded at this studio or whatever like that's the kind of information that I wanted but I would have to sit through the garbage (laughs) (laughs) like versions pop versions of songs in the later movies and yeah I hated it really specifically here first disney bring back the score yeah really specifically i can remember like fast forwarding through the version of beauty and the beast by peebo bryson and uh, <laughs> was somebody, it i don't remember cc cc winans i don't something like that yeah i hate that version and i cannot say oh, it's it. a lot and i skip it's it every time and the the thing at the end of aladdin the version of show you the world. Ah. I can't, I can't just like, (laughs) don't like it. Stop. 
but I've always been that way. So if you're not that way, sorry, that's just my opinion. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This was also the last film to say the end at the end of the movie until Aladdin came out nine years after this film in 1992. So the little mermaid doesn't say the end and you know, the great mouse detective doesn't say it. And beauty and the beast doesn't say it. There's a, mm-hmm. a big chunk of films from the eighties that they were just like, no, nah, we don't need the end. And then they kind of realized the error of their ways and put it back in, in 1992. And a lot of the movies since then have said that. All right. Last bit. Uh, Minnie Mouse plays Mrs. Cratchit, though she doesn't have a single line in this movie. Russie Taylor, who does the voice and has done the voice of Minnie Mouse for a really long time, recorded dialogue that did end up in the record, but never ended up in the finished film. And fun fact, if you don't know anything about the cute voice information about Mickey and Minnie Mouse, uh, Wayne Allwine took over for Mickey Mouse's voice after Walt Disney had passed away. And he ended up actually marrying the woman who voiced Minnie Mouse named Mm -hmm. Rusty Taylor. And they were together or until their deaths basically like they've been together forever so it's adorable and real life connections (laughs) well and it's stupid cute because it used to be walt disney and he brought his wife in to do a couple of voices for Minnie. yeah and it's the same way with mel blanc who did all the voices for things like bugs bunny and all of the voices for those he brought his wife in to do the female, the female voices. voices yeah so it's adorable to see that that is still a trend yeah that you end up with your counterpart and that i mean it happens a lot yeah it was really cute okay so who is your favorite character in oh boy East christmas carol i like bob cratchit he's cute but uh i don't know the very last act like act four scrooge was adorable yeah but tiny tim tiny tim gets me he's cute and he's God always gonna bless be my us favorite character everyone right he's so sweet he's just handing his dad his dinner he's yeah. like here i don't need it you have like two peas and a bone on your plate so here's a chicken leg or a you know bird leg whatever tiny thing it was <laughs> a dove a pheasant yeah but yeah he's just cute so yeah my favorite character was ebenezer scrooge i mean he's majority of the film is about him like you don't really see a lot Mm -hmm. of other people so i loved him even though he was a douche for like two-thirds of the movie I really liked his character throughout. He was true. I mean, it's hard because the character of Scrooge McDuck is based on Ebenezer Scrooge. He's supposed to be like a greedy asshole rich dude. But I've always loved Scrooge McDuck. So seeing him (laughs) play Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, (laughs) was perfect. I loved it. Yes. He's very human-esque. All right. Uh, Who was your least favorite character? Uh, Very opening scene Scrooge. Yeah. That's it. Like just that Scrooge where he's like, he gave me just enough money for his burial and I had him buried at sea. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're a fucking dick. (laughs) Right. But outside that, I mean, he's a great character through the whole movie. Like you said, the whole thing focuses on him. So you, you have to tend to link up with his development, with his changes, with his character. But that very opening scene, I was like, mm mm. I would probably kick you in the duck balls myself <laughs> if I met you. My least favorite character was also Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> both my favorite and my least favorite. 
uh that guy was a super dick at the beginning and i'm glad that he changed his ways man (laughs) what an asshole oh yes i did give you a raise three years ago yeah yeah fucking penis get out of here yeah and it was just like a shilling like it wasn't even right a hay penny yeah oh yeah that's what it was three shillings two shillings and a hay penny Here's your, here's your paycheck, three shillings. Oh, but that raise. Oh yeah. That raise I gave you three years ago. Here's a hay penny. Yeah. Because I started doing your laundry. What a fuck. Not okay. Yeah. Uh, Scrooge is such a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seven word synopsis. Okay. I have three and they are all alliterative. Nice. So first one is tiny Tim triggers tears time after time. Cause He's always in A Christmas Carol for about two seconds. And you're like, oh yeah, his death. It gets me every time, every version. Even if I don't really like the version, I'm like, oh, Tiny Tim. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And my second one is crotchety coin counting cantankerous killjoy comes clean. Wow. That's a lot. Yep. And then. The last one is Spirits Scare Scrooge Straight Saving Seasons Celebration. Nice. Love this. Yes. There. Oh, it's it's a lot. It's very difficult to say quickly. <laughs> I bet. Okay, so I only have one. Uh, old rich asshole learns error of ways. There you go. That is correct. <laughs> and boy, does he. Yeah. Uh, this is... I mean, it's a Christmas Carol. So if you haven't seen it, like, what are you doing? But if you have, (laughs) if you haven't seen it, go watch this one because it only takes 30 minutes and you'll get the whole story. Yep. (laughs) There are a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of versions. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we have done a couple of versions. Last year, we did a couple of different versions. This year we did this one, Mickey's Christmas Carol, and we will be doing Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, as we get closer to Christmas. So watch out for that one. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can tweet us at AllentownPod. You can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, it is AllentownPresents. Yeah, so we'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Oops.